naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm your host, Tiki Garcia. And we are broadcasting live here on Facebook, on YouTube, and all the places where podcasts are free. So I'm your Naked Shaman here. Ready here to share a little bit with you a little bit. See what's going on. I'm going to get my phone ready in case we have questions. That way I can see what's happening. For those of you who want to ask questions of me here, I am watching myself, watching myself live. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Anyhow, so here we go. Uh, So like every show, we kind of start off with um, giving thanks to our ancestors, giving thanks to those people who came before us. Lighting a candle, holding space, giving thanks to mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, or any connections you have with um, people in your life. So giving thanks to that. So I want to hold this candle and hold space in honor of my ancestors and thank them for the courage and the strength that it took to do what they had to do. Uh, This was before social media, before planes, before all those things that we have, all these these luxuries and and these things that we have in in our life now. So, you know, they had it a little different than we did. And we also bring a little sage, giving thanks. Trying to get this closed caption on here for those who. Okay, it's on. Takes a second to light this. And once it's lit, it smells really good. Very powerful. Just move that energy right along. Okay, so um, just checking everybody. So the first day of spring was Monday, and March is over, man. It's just base. I mean, it's not over, over, but you know, it's what the twenty second. Next week is like the final week of March. I can't believe it. It just blew my mind. I'm going. Where did the time go? I mean, I can't even believe it. 
little water. So, you know, a lot of us made uh, New Year's resolutions this year. We all made decisions about things we wanted to do and things that we wanted to accomplish. Some of us are accomplishing those and some of us probably have failed already and that's okay. No problem. It's part of the game. It's part of the being human. It's part of being in that, that life and that situation. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, just where we are, you know, as a, as a species, as, as a race or as humanity and the things that we, that we do in order for us to move forward in, on this planet and, and, and the, the illusion that we have a lot of time, the illusion that we have all this time to do whatever we want. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm here to report that our time is very limited here. Our time here on this planet is very short compared to a redwood tree, for example. If you're going to compare, you know, length of, you know, of existence, you know, they can live three, four, five, six hundred years. Us, we're lucky if we make it to 50, 70, 80. If you make it to 100, my God, you're doing something amazing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of life, you know, life, you know, in, in the old times back in 1500s, 1800s, and, you know, humans didn't live very long. If you lived to be my age, 50, you were considered, wow, this amazing person, but, you know, life was a little different. You know, life back then didn't have all the conveniences that we have today, you know, and I'm not saying that the problems that we have today are not, you know, I don't want to just scuff them off and act like that's not a big deal. But life was a lot different back then. You know, you really had to work for stuff. And not that you don't work for stuff now, but just the way we access information now is just totally amazing. It totally blows my mind. And, you know, and the way we communicate blows my mind. We can communicate in a matter of seconds, in a matter of minutes, uh, nanoseconds. You know, we can just put a thought in our head and there it goes. And if we have, we, we want information, we Google it or we YouTube it because that's, those are the, those are the sources we have, you know, artificial intelligence has become part of our culture, part of our way of living, part of our way of life. Is it, is it something that we really want? Is it something we really need? Well, some people believe that we really need it, that we need to ex expand on it and make it grow. Um, it's like anything when you create it, eventually it moves off and does its own thing. It's kind of like humanity, right? We came from a source, source created us, and then eventually we move away from source, but source is always with us and we're always connected to it and we acknowledge source and we give thanks to source in our own unique special ways. Some of us do it through religion, some of us do it through ceremony, but regardless, we're all in the mix. We're all in the mix together. And so that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about today, just how we move through the energy, this energy that we've created, this energy that is life, this place that we, that we reside in, in this world with all the things that are happening and all the information that we're inundated with, how can we survive? What is it that, that we have to do in order for us to do better? Because right now, life is very difficult for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's to the point where the information and all the stuff that we have is really bogging us a lot of us down. A lot of us are bogged down. A lot of us are, you know, are disconnected from the people we love, the people we care about, you know, 
And it's crazy. It's crazy to think that all the stuff that we have, this technology that's supposed to help us and make our lives easier is also crippling us and also making it very difficult for us to, you know, navigate and survive through life. And so how do we do that? You know, how do we, how do we know when we have an issue where we have to work through something? Well, here's the thing, you know, if your partners or if you're, or anybody's telling you, you seem to be way too much on social media, that should be a hint that maybe that's true. There's ways to manage and there's a way to guide and find out how long you've been on. Your phone actually has a timer now, or it calculates and it can tell you how long you've been on your phone. Where you've been on your phone, how long you've been on your phone. And all this information is gathered. All this information is gathered and manipulated and stored and processed and sold. You know, you know, I, I want to believe that what I talk about is important. And sometimes what I find is that, you know, the information that's, you know, out there and the information about me is floating everywhere just like you and me, you know, the work that I do being on social media and promoting and sharing my events, social media is a very big part of my life. I never, ever thought that I would be so entrenched in it and so connected to it because I didn't see it that way. You know, everything was just the old way we printed, we passed flyers, we shared, we were on different platforms that weren't so, you know, so, um, I don't know, so congested. You know, everything on social media seems really congested right now. You know, you can post something and it can get buried in a matter of minutes because of similar posts or different things. You know, I, I post my drummings on there. And so usually it's the people who follow or are connected with me see that information. And so that's kind of the stuff that we deal with. Social media right now is just a really powerful tool and it's a very expanding. It's always growing and always becoming very unique. But the thing is, it's also very, um, very impersonal. You know, you think you can create a personality to it, make it more connective, but you know, I don't, I've watched and I've seen, and, and I don't see it. I don't see social media being kind and friendly. Like when you talk to somebody, it's like going to a restaurant, right? It's like a server waiting on you and then pushing a button, sending your food to you. And, you know, they're still talking to you through the screen, but you never see them. There's something impersonal about the unpersonal, you know, impersonal. You don't have that connection, you don't have that vibe. And so, you know, this is kind of the thing that's what's happening with social media. So this is why friends like myself, me, my friends, we all go out and we do all these events, drumming, sound baths. And all these things is to keep the human interaction going. Because human interaction is what makes this world go round. Makes this world go, you know, much better, 10 times better. But the thing is, you got to find the things that you like. And the cool thing about social media is you can find a lot of things you like and a lot of people that you like. And you can avoid the people you don't like. And so it's very important when we're connecting to, you know, resonate with like like-minded people, like-minded energies. And social media has helped us with that. But, you know, like anything, it's only as good as, it's just a tool, right? It's only as good as how we know how to use it. Now, some of us are not on Facebook. Some of us are not on Instagram or TikTok. And we do fine. 
and we we navigate fine. There used to be a, a thing called Meetup. I used to be on Meetup. I liked Meetup because you know you push your post, and the people who were on Meetup, they were looking for specific things, and when they found it, they connected with you. Social media is kind of like shooting a shotgun, and then all of a sudden you're just hoping wherever you scatter and wherever you shoot, you're going to find connection. I mean, I, I've, you know, worked and navigated through this process and, you know, it's not, it's really, it's really unfriendly. You know, you have 10 seconds to make an impression, not 30, not a minute, like we used to be maybe five now, maybe two seconds, three seconds to make a, a, a connection with somebody on the other side. They can see you, they can feel you in the sense of energetically, if they like you or don't like you, but that's kind of what we're at. That's where we're at. The unfriendliness of Facebook, the unfriendliness of Instagram, beautiful platforms. They work and I know people love it. And, you know, I've met good friends being on these platforms and being connected to them. But also I've seen a lot of stuff happen, you know, where people get misconstrued and misinterpreted and read wrong. And then you have all these different things where people just create, you know, you know, all these different, um, you know, types of memes and all these different types of videos where it's not even the real person sometimes talking. You can't even distinguish what's reality sometimes, what's real. You think you do. You think you have an idea, but you don't. And then being a, a shaman in, the, in this world, in this particular world trying to navigate social media and using it to our benefit and using it to our our liking can be very difficult you know people want to do you know and people like myself we do healing across the internet but you know there's always a delay there's always a delay uh, with social media and with connection and bandwidth and the things that we deal with but energy falls intent so we do the work and sometimes when we do the work we're able to, to do it, but I don't know. There's something about actually working with another human being one-on-one. We can actually basically see and feel that energy. You know, I had to work and train myself to work and see how I work through somebody on a screen. Cause it's very different. It's very different. There's, there's missing keys. There's missing gaps. Some people do real well with it and they love it. Other people, not so much. I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. I like it, don't like it, but either way it works. So that's kind of what we're doing. Just trying to figure out and navigate. Now the world is very challenging right now. We all have come out of this pandemic state of mind and we're all trying to regroup and recourse and find a, you know, a new way to navigate life. Because the way we navigated wasn't the same way. It was I, I became like kind of like a hermit. I became a hermit. You know, I didn't really want to go out. I really didn't want to be around people. I didn't really want to, you know, be in that space where my energy was being challenged. You know, where I was not, you know, not sure if someone was well, if someone was sick. And, you know, a lot of people don't tell you when they're sick, which is kind of messed up. You know, if you're not well, stay home. Oh, it's just a little cold. A little cold these days can really affect people. You know, 
just think about it. all the foods that we eat and everything that we process and all the things that we put in our body not this not the same everything is very manufactured everything's very chemicalized everything that we that we ingest is not necessarily good for us even things that we buy that we think are healthy are not always good for us when you start to read it when you think when you have to preserve something on the shelf you got to find different ways of doing it and there's some things we don't do and this some of the things that we grow don't necessarily necessarily you know they may not have pesticides but they might have insecticides they don't have insecticides they may have a herbicide but regardless you know we can't win we're we're kind of in a, in a crunch and this is where you know holistic metaphysical shamanism you know reiki is important because we can pray on our food we can set intentions on our foods and the thing we drink and you know change our mindset in our thought you know there was people who were saying that when covid that people could change that you know that they could change their mind they could move the energy you know and then there were some leaders in the community like oh no 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 you need to get the booster you need to get the shot blah 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 don't don't fall for that. you know i think it's a two-way street you know i think if you're going to get the whatever you're going to get that's your choice but to think that energetically you cannot heal yourself and that you can't move that energy is kind of contradicting to what you're talking about. You know, the same way we have these medicines, the way we use medicines, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a place and there's a purpose for that. And I think sometimes we forget that. We forget that. You know, before there was, before there was like the medicines that we have today, it was things that we were connected to Mother Earth. We were connected to the Earth Mother very deeply, very loudly and very proudly. And I say that very loudly and proudly because there were people who were medicine people who that's what they did. They were herbalists or witches, shamans, you know, metaphysicians, uh, they call what is it? Uh, alchemists, you know, all these different people who, you know, druids and, you know, and what happened? We, we pushed them out. We killed a lot of them. And I say, we, that's just general, a general way of saying, you know, our ancestors, some of our ancestors decided that was best to move them out because they were challenging our belief systems that we indoctrinated and put into our spirit and our soul. And that's what happens when we do that. So many people throughout history, you know, have, are no longer with us. They're not here. They're not here. They were erased. And totally just wiped out. And, you know, sometimes when I think about that, I'm going, man, there's a whole line of people who never existed because of the decisions other people made for them. Not with them, for them. When they made the decision that they were going to eradicate villages, they were going to eradicate, you know, uh, ships, buildings, people, children. You know, there was... There's just, just, just this thing that just, it's, it's bothersome to think about sometimes all the things that humanity has done to humans, to what we've done to ourselves, what we do to ourselves. You know, we, we watch, you know, racism, segregation, you know, we watch, you know, where we see white people beating up black people. Now we watch black people beating up white people. We see all these different stuff. It repeats itself 
you know, we're watching all these things that, that people hurting each other because they can't talk because they're not willing to communicate because they're too proud and they're too connected to the ancestral traumas and hurts that they're not willing to let go and release. You're not willing to let go and release because it's, it's too easy to do, but it's too hard to do at the same time because they have, they, they find an identity through that. You know, they find an identity. Oh, my ancestor was this. My ancestors were that. You know, your ancestors were this and that, but you're not. You know, you have a choice to make a difference in this world, to make a decision that you're not going to follow that path, that you're not going to go down that road, that you're not going to be doing the same thing that your ancestors did. But a lot of us don't do it. A lot of us repeat the same stuff. You know, even when, when we decide that we're going to stand up for ourselves and protect ourselves. There are other people who in retrospect in reverse, they become, then they become the minority in that moment. We don't see that because we were so much entrenched in the hurt and the belief that we believe about what happened to us. What happened to us is more important, right? Versus what happens to the next person. But humanity will never move into that energy of peace and love when it has room for fear and hate because people are different you know people are different i'm not saying you have you can't own your belief and you can't own this but you know it's uncomfortable when other people try to change you know the agenda for us the genre for us and we don't feel like we have any say because that's kind of how it always been it's always been that way throughout history. There's always a dominant party. There's always a dominant group that feels that their their message is more important. And we see it in pockets. We see it in, in movements. We watch it. You know, all you have to do is turn on the TV or go to your social media, go on Twitter and all the platforms you, you go on. And then what is it, YouTube? And you can connect to anything that you relate to anything that you remotely feel are connected to because it's right there. It's right there in front of us. You know, before things were underground, things were quiet. You never really knew who was who. Now we're at the point where no one really cares. It's kind of a blatant. I don't give, I don't give a rip. You know, I don't care. This is who I am. Blah, blah, blah. I just spitting all over everybody, you know, man up. You know, you're a racist. You're a white privilege. You're black privilege. You're Hispanic privilege. You're Chinese privilege. You know, you're Asian privilege. You're whatever privilege. Everybody's privileged. Everybody accuses the other group and the other person that they had it better. Did they have it better? At one time, probably yes. Does that mean it's always been better? Not necessarily. You know, the thing is when we don't see people as people and we only see them as colors and see them as labels then we treat them that way people look at me first thing they see is a short white guy but they don't know anything about my background all they know is the projection they put upon me you know unless people truly know me they know that my background is indigenous peruvian with a mixture of european you know blood in there and african blood you know, yeah, I have African blood. I have European blood because we're all from 
her original roots come from the mother of mother Africa, right? But you can't tell people that because no one wants to believe that. No one wants to hear that. Because that was a long time ago. That happened a long time ago. That was that was before you know, it's kind of like all the things that happen now. Anytime I would bring up anything about indigenous, you know, hurts or whatever, people would shut me down. And and these people were my friends sometimes. And, you know, it didn't matter if it was Republican or Democrat. It didn't matter. They shut me down. Now, that was that was my ancestors. That wasn't me or vice versa. That was a long time ago. That happened so long ago. That wasn't in our lifetime. But, you know, that trauma, that hurt still carries through our body. You know, it's like telling Jewish people, forget about the Holocaust. It's like telling black people, forget about, about slavery. That was 200 years ago. You know, forget about this, forget about that. You know, you can't tell people to forget things and expect people just to lay down and be, oh, okay, I'm going to forget because, no, because, you know, you, you want to give back to everybody? Well, you got to give back to everybody. You can't just give to selected groups because that's not how it works. Because the indigenous people who lived here on this or on this part of the country, they got raped and robbed and, and everything got stolen from them, everything. And this all up and down South America, Central America and North America, these lands are stolen lands. These lands, you know, don't belong to the people who live here. They belong to us now because we are the dominant force and we have the dominant army to contain it and keep it. And you know what? And you know, when you, when you do your research, you will understand why we don't give things back to indigenous people, the people who were from these lands, because we have treaties with all these people. Or some of these trees have or voided and no longer exist. But as soon as you give back, you void it and you null and void things. But they don't tell you that. They null and void things. And so, you know, you wanna, you really wanna help. There are a lot of people who need a lot of help. But how do we move forward in this new world? This new world that that we are systematically helping create, because we are helping create this new world. We are also destroying it. And, you know, there are some things that we are bringing down that may not necessarily benefit everybody, but it may benefit a small portion of people. It's just how the system works. You're never going to please everybody. You only please part of the people some of the time. And, you're, and we're, in the, we're in a really delicate place because everything that we're fed, everything that, we're, it's, that we ingest, is information that's passed through the media, the media system, through our government, through people that we know, through these indoctrinating little boxes, these supercomputers that we carry in our hands. Everything that we know is people telling us what we need to know. It's really hard without being accused of being a conspiracy theorist or something, you know, radical that you're out of your freaking mind that you, this is not how they do it. A lot of people don't believe that their government would do anything to them. Why would they, why would they do that? They have reasons. I don't know. I'm not in the club. I don't know. But from outside looking in, it's kind of messed up. You know, when you watch, there are people who have billions and billions and billions. You took all the billionaires in the world. They could, they could solve a lot of our problems. 
And a lot of that stuff's just paper, right? Paper, cotton, and linen. And then, but it's just all the stuff that they have. And then I'm not saying take from the rich and give to the poor, but I think the rich could help people create things. And they do. I know they give their money so they can have tax shelters and they have to pay taxes and stuff. I, I get the game. I get it. But, you know, it, it's just us people who are on the bottom because we're on the bottom. Okay. I hate to tell you, you, me, middle class, poor, we're on the bottom. We're, we're the bottom of the pyramid. And unless you're at the top, you are not, you are not making a difference. You are perpetuating and creating and working your ass off to help those people stay on top of the pyramid. Yeah, because you are not, you think you, they throw you a bone and they give you, they pay you a nice wage and you're comfortable and you are at the bottom and they keep you there. They have a way and they know how to keep you at the bottom. And you know what? Some people just want to stay at the bottom because they don't know any better. They don't have the mindset to move themselves out of the bottom because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, indoctrination and it's a lot of circumventing, you know, pushing you away not to be at the top, not to make the top. And the ones who wiggle and squeeze through, yeah, they make it. But then when they get up there, they kind of do the same thing. They forget about all of us at the bottom. There's more of us at the bottom. Okay, because if you know anything about pyramids, the base is deep and it's wide. It's deep too, because it has to cold the foundation. And those are the bones of our ancestors. Those are the bones of the people who gave and sacrificed for the few to have their beautiful, luxurious life, because that's how it works. That's how it works. That's the system. It's a pyramid. You know, everybody, we talk about multi-level marketing and stuff, and they call it a pyramid. But yet everybody lives in a pyramid. Everybody, we have a social social system that is a pyramid. Nobody, nobody moves from the bottom unless they truly break through the foundation and work and find others who work or have common goals to move us out. All these guys at the top, they were this close from failing. You know, if you ever read their stories, they were this close. But there's another group that's 1% group, super powerful group who have been rich for centuries. Who have been rich for so long. They don't even know what it is to be poor. They don't have any clue what it means to just, they just don't have that connection. You know, it's, it's about us mounting and creating and hoarding this fictitious stuff, these things called wealth. This thing called money, this thing called gold and silver. You know, there's there's all kinds of historical stories about how other countries gave to all their people. And those countries were real successful. But as soon as they come into a situation where the country kept everybody down and they gave back, they collapsed economies. Our economy is structured very strategically, very strategically. So you're going, so what's this have to do with shamanism? Shoot, it has a lot to do with shamanism. The trauma, the trauma, the, the, the heredity and the energy that is stored and pushed through lineages, through, through, you know, our, our body, through our mind, through our spirit, 
you know, seven, it's, it's just seven, usually it's just seven deep because it's deeper than that because each person has seven, right? Each group has seven. So it's more than seven, but all that energy and all that trauma and all that good stuff and bad stuff pushes through us. You know, when you think about who you are, you're not who you think you are. You only have a perception and idea of what you think you are. Because you're not who you really believe you are. You are the sum in parts of many other people who have come before you. This is why I always thank my ancestors. You know, some religions, oh, why do we, we don't pray to our dead people. Well, they're not dead. See, that's where you and I have a different belief. My family is not dead. They've transitioned to a different space, a different place of existence. Some of you call it heaven. Some of you guys call it purgatory. Some of you call it hell. Whatever you want it to be is what you want it to be. You know, I'm not here to challenge belief systems and ideas, but I'm here to tell you energetically in the feelings, the emotions, our body, our DNA is structured to protect us and house us and show us how to avoid conflict, how to get to maneuver through conflict, how to combat and how to fight. You know, we are our own person. Yes, we are our own individual. We are our own source energy from the creator. We are a piece and part that ignites us and creates us. But in that energy, in that energy that we feel, in that energy that's moving through us, there is information that courses through our body, information through our cells, through our DNA. Why is it that one brother or one sister <clears throat> suffers from one thing and the other one doesn't? You know, this, this, this crap that, oh, it's in my family. You know, I have cancer and we have cancer and I have heart disease, heart disease. When you take that belief and you put it into your mind, into your spirit, into your soul, you lock in. Why not take that energy and say that you're healthy? And wealthy and better because you don't believe it because you have to find you know how many people die I, I, I have clients who have passed away because they can't release the trauma they can't release the fear or the anger that they hold to the person that gave them life or ancestor you know forgiveness is about yourself it's not about the other person it's about you understanding when you know you don't have to have the same ailments that your parents have you know if you know anything about dna this is where we're at if you know anything about dna your dna you get part of your mom part of your dad and you know that en that energy dictates kind of how we maneuver and when you get to know who you are you know it's kind of fascinating you know my daughter has more genetic makeup about through my lineage not that she doesn't have anything from her mom but you know she doesn't have all the attributes of her mom she has a lot of mine now my sons i don't know because they haven't get tested and it was like well i don't get tested because they'll just know what i am and those they'll, they'll use that again listen if you if you give them blood or any kind of sample they have your dna what they do with it i don't know so don't get too spooked about that you know, maybe there's clones of you on a different world somewhere. 
we've learned to, you know, create, you know, and travel through space and time. But anyhow, your DNA is very special and it's always evolving. You know, people don't think about this, but your DNA evolves, your DNA changes, your DNA structures. We don't have to get old. We get old because we believe we have to get old. And because that's kind of how it is. But, you know, sometimes, well, you know, scientifically, you know, as the world rolls and as our cells regenerate thing. Yeah, because that's the system that we've created. You know, when you, when you know, biblically, they would say some people live 400 years old, right? Oh, but that's just moon cycles, blah, blah, blah. No, but I'm just saying, you ever wonder about that? It's because when we want to change our energy about us, and I've had to work on this. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm with you. I've had to work on this. I've had to really think about stuff that I needed to work on. You know, I was buying into the story. Oh, my lungs, my lungs. I don't feel good because that was the story that was playing out. I was aff afflicted with COVID, right? All right. But I survived. And that's the key. If I survived, then I have a chance to do better for my body. Then I have to figure out the ways to do better for my body, right? Because that's what we're supposed to do. Unless you're too tired and don't want to do it. That's one thing. But we have to find ways in order to do what's best for us. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy. But here, when we maneuver and we, when we manifest and create, we change the cells in our body. You know, if you want to feel good, you can feel good. Because you release certain chemicals in your brain and in your body to make you feel good. Because we're designed, you know, with source energy. And source energy is healing energy. How is it that if you're a healer and you can put your hands on somebody and heal them, okay? And you forget that you can also heal yourself. Or you can find someone to help you heal yourself. Because we have the tools. We, we were there. We have that. We have that capacity. But most people don't believe it because... They don't think they're worthy enough. And worthiness is also detrimental to people. Well, I'm not, you know, no, I don't believe it. You know, what you believe creates and manifests. If you don't believe that the world is a peaceful place, it's not. If you believe the world is whatever, you create that. Oh, but you don't understand. It's been hard. It's been hard for everybody. Everybody's have has had hard. Every human being has had a moment in their time where they've been challenged to the extreme that they don't even know they wanted to live. Every human has been challenged to feel emotions. Oh. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> just like me, just like you. <clears throat> excited there we can make decisions for ourselves that will benefit us but we we're calculators we calculate every little piece of information and then we think about why we can't do something you know a lot of you are in jobs that you hate <clears throat> you're in situations you hate you're in relationships you hate you're with people you don't even like but it's a lot easier just to stay with them or be with them because you know, what else is there to do? But anything, if you want to move to Florida, for example, you can move. You get your butt 
up and leave. You can just leave everything behind if you want it and go. Or you can take all your stuff with you and go. But most people won't do that. Most people won't do that. Will I do that? Probably not. Why? Because I'm stuck in my own ways. I'm entrenched in belief systems that hold me down. Belief systems that won't move me out. You know, when people tell me, oh, I can't do that. You're right. You can't because you've already set your mind to it. You set your goal to it. You know, I'm afraid. Yes, you are very afraid because you know what? It's, it is scary. You know, there are people who say, well, I did this and I did that. Yes, you did. Because you know what? You made the decision to do it. But most people will live a life of dullness and boredom and just live, make decisions that don't make them grow because it's easier to be in that energy and deal with that energy because you've dealt with it so long. You're so used to it. You don't even know that there's even something else out there because you just don't move into that right frame of mind <clears throat> and you don't listen. A lot of us don't listen. We don't listen to our own inner voice. The thing that's there, our heart, our spirit, and our soul, the thing that moves us, the things that energetically puts us in a place, you know, when you truly want to do something, you'll do it. You know, when you really want to go in a place that's good for you, you'll move there. But a lot of us have to go through a bunch of crap in order for us to get there because, well, maybe next time, maybe it's just this chance, or maybe it was just this moment, or maybe I, I just, maybe it's just me and maybe I'm overthinking, or maybe it's just, well, or that person's this or that person's that, or maybe you're the asshole and maybe they're not. The asshole, you know, I don't know. I can't tell you. You only, you know, but the thing that I do know is this, if you make decisions and you feel like you need to make decisions to better your life, then you make them. If you think it's not going to help you, then you don't make them. But there are so many people who have, who die with their dreams in their head, in their heart, and they, they're in the ground. They never go outside the parameters because they're too afraid to do that. They're too afraid to rock the boat. They're too afraid that somebody's going to make fun of them. They're too afraid that someone's just going to say, hey, you know what? That's stupid idea, man. Why would you do that? Why would you waste your time like that? I never, number one, I never ask you for your opinion. Number two, you know, because it's my life. And I always hear people say, well, until they pay my bills, they, they have nothing to say to me. Okay, that's a start. That's a start. But if you truly want to move outside of the existence that you've created, then you have to move outside of the existence that you've created. I'm repeating it because it's a pretty simple formula. Are there consequences? I don't know. I don't know if there are consequences. There will be change, yes. It, either you think of it as a consequence or it's not a consequence. It really depends on how you feel about it and what you think about it. It's Because everything's feeling. When you ask people to, when you ask people to, to give you your opinion or what they think, then it's a logical thought. But when you ask people how they feel about it, that takes you a whole different game. So stop thinking and stop feeling and combine the two and come to a conclusion of what's best for you. Most of us will stay and flounder in the energy that we're in because it's comfortable. It's like wearing a good old pair of underwear 
and a good pair of shoes. You just keep them on because they feel good. Or you keep them on because you don't want to buy a new pair of shoes. You don't want to go outside. You're, you know, you're chinzy and you don't want to change. Most people don't want to change. They think they're too old to change. Most people who, who get to my age or a little bit older than me, they don't change because they don't think that anybody will take them serious that, you know, that they've, they would be sacrificing too much. My God, you've sacrificed 30, 40 years of your life to get where you're at, to make the decisions of what you or where you're at. You know, you have the decisions. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just a moment away to make a different life path for yourself. You know, a lot of us get into situations because we think we have to do, we have to be the martyr. We have to martyr. We have to be the martyr. That if I'm a good, if I'm good, I listen to my mom and dad and I'm good. My mom and dad are dead. They died five, four years ago. And you know, when I was their, I was martyr. I martyrized, martyrized myself, you know? And I gave of myself because I wanted to be a good son. I wanted to be honor respect because that's the way I was raised. That's the way they showed me. Did that serve me? Maybe in the moment. Maybe in the moment. But when I look back now, that didn't help me because they wanted me to stay and to be and not leave. They wanted me to be in their life because they love me because that's the way families are, especially families like mine. We stuck together because energetically in our DNA, there's something about creating a tribe and your first tribe is always your family. That's that little mini tribe, that group of people that you're with, that family bond. And so my mom and dad wanted to make sure that our little group, our little gang, our little band of people was strong. And if we're strong, no one can mess with us. No one can, no one can divide us and conquer us. It only takes one person to make a decision and say, hey, I don't want to be part of that band. I don't want to be part of that group. And we're out. And that kind of happens in my family. Nothing against them. That's, that was a decision. That was a choice because those are choices. Nothing, everything we do is just choice. Right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It's just a choice. You know, if you don't want to be, you know, my family is my blood. It doesn't necessarily mean they're my family. I'm blood related. Now, there are people with my family who are family and blood related. There are people who are not in my family who are my family and not blood related. Blood doesn't make you, you know, you could look through history all the things that people did to each other, you know, and they were related and they were blood. You know, we have this, we have this energetic pool to people who are different than us. You know, the people who are, this is why when you find somebody that you like, they're, they're from a different gene pool because energetically that's what connects you, calls you, you know, when, you know, we, we're no longer in that caveman or Neanderthal energy where, you know, sometimes we were with the people, the same people that we birthed. We don't have to live like that anymore. We don't live like that anymore. We're the mutts of the world. You know, everybody says mutts is probably the most, you know, most strongest animal, the dog, right? But humans are the same way. We have so many crisscross overs that we don't even know. Everybody 
is their genetic makeup dictates where they're at in life. We buy into stories. We buy into situations. We buy into things that, that we believe are true. And they were true at one time. But they're no longer true. It was the truth in that moment. But sometimes that truth carries forward because people keep carrying it and keep moving it forward because they've learned how to. They've learned how to keep you at the base of the pyramid and keeping the foundation from crumbling because that's how they were taught. That's how their energy moves through their body. You also create pyramids within the structure of your friendships, relationships, and your friends. You have little mini pyramids and sometimes you're at the top of some of these pyramids and sometimes you're at the bottom of these pyramids and sometimes you're not on any pyramid. You're just on the outside looking in. That all of us are part of a pyramid, multiple pyramids of our life. You know, multiple pyramids. But we don't see it because we're living and we're in the moment. We're, we're here. So we don't see the pyramid. We don't think we're part of the pyramid because. The version of myself is unique. Yes, Iggy Garcia is a unique individual who will never exist again. Once I die, my energy will move forward into time, space, and nothing, and come back. Maybe as a human, maybe don't come back. But regardless, this story that I've created of myself, this podcast that I create, is a story of a historical document of me and the thoughts that I have had about life and how I see life and how I maneuver through life. Do I always get it right? No, of course not. No, none of us do. But the point is this. When we move through life, we just do our very best. We have to do our very best because there are people that teach us how to treat them and vice versa. We treat people, we teach people very well how to treat us and, you know, how we treat them. Because it's a swinging door, you know. You know exactly what to say to certain people. <clears throat> you know exactly how to react to certain people. <clears throat> You know how to exactly ignore certain people. You know how to avoid certain people. You know how to embrace certain people. You know how to navigate certain people. You know how to navigate your energy around certain people. You know what to say or not to say when you're in the presence of certain people and vice versa. Excuse me. Vice versa. And this is what humans do. Humans are notorious for this. They're just, that's just their genetic makeup. <clears throat> we are a loving, compassionate uh, creation. But we're also inundated with a lot of traumas that are not all ours. I hope you heard that. Not all the traumas you own are yours. You have your own unique, specific traumas, yes, in this lifetime. But as a shaman, that's my job. Another shaman's job is to help you move that trauma, that family trauma out and replace it with something better. But a lot of people don't know that because sometimes they look at me and they go, oh, he looks, he's demonic. He's a man. You know, blah, blah. There are people who say that. And you know what? That's fine. That's where you're at. 
That says more about you than me, what you think about what I do. You don't even know what I do. Because if you knew what I did, you wouldn't be saying something like that. You know, that guy's a doctor. Knows their brains. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what brain surgeons do. I just know they do it, right? And it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Same with shamanism. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So we can't get caught in in the thing that we think that everything works. It's just, it's energy. All our energies working together, coalescing and manifesting and integrating and intertwining. It's always happening. So, uh, you know, like today, I, I booked all my drum stuff, all my sound baths, everything. I just have it all lined up, ready to go. Could things change? Yeah, sure. But the thing is, my energy is going there. Is manifesting, creating the abundance that I need and the energy that I need to go into. Because this is what I do for a living. This is where I, this is what I do. I do podcasts. I, I work with clients. I do drum circles. I do sound baths. I do healings. I do all kinds of stuff. I do events. I'm part of events. Because that's what I chose. That's how I want to live. Because I made a decision a long time ago that I did not want to be a restaurateur anymore. I didn't want to work 60, 70, 80 hours in a restaurant. Yeah, we made money, but you know what? I was dying because I couldn't physically keep up. I had employees, but there's your body. Your body pays the price. Your body is your shell. This vehicle, it pays the price because you go into overdrive and overdrive takes over. And that couldn't happen anymore. So I have to create more abundance in the work that I do. I have to create things to help me manifest and bring into my home, bring into my life. And I'm doing that. I have to relearn. I have to rethink. I have to speak to myself differently. Because everything I comes out of my mouth, I hear. Everything that other people say, I hear. You know? Everything I see, I see, and it goes into my brain and my subconscious mind. It's there. It sits there either to help me or not help me or just to be indifferent, but it takes up space. It, you know, it's not like you push the alt delete clear, you know, clear, alt delete, and then just erase it. No, that's not how it works. The human mind is the most powerful tool. The brain in there is the most powerful tool that's ever existed. It's faster than any computer you can imagine. A lot of people don't believe that. But I believe that. When we have so much room to do stuff, when we put our mind, our heart, and our spirit, and our soul into it, that happens. But anyways, it's it's really where you want to take this energy. It's really up to you when you're ready to heal. It's really up to you because you're healing in pieces and parts as you move through life, yes. But the story that you have of your trauma rewrites itself. It changes. It, it becomes different because you, every time you get older, you, you're moving out of it to some degree or moving back into it. And you don't see the story the same way anymore because other people have influenced you or talked to you and to the point where you, you're not even sure what the trauma was sometimes. You just know it happened. And, you know, there's a lot of people who were abused, molested, raped, and they have a lot of people who 
are still living and they have to deal with them. You have to create healthy limits and boundaries and know when it's best or not best to be around those kind of people. But only you have that, only you have that tool to do that. And you only have the tools to work through that energy. But don't beat yourself up. Don't be mad at yourself because you know what? In that moment, you did the best. You made the best decisions you could. So honor yourself with that. All right, guys. I think I've said a lot. I think we covered a lot in a short period of time. But I want to invite you guys to uh, come to a drum circle at the Reiki Center. It's in Grandview Heights, Ohio at 7 p.m. Uh, it's this Saturday, and that's the 25th. So if you can make it, join me. It'd be a lot of fun. At 6.30, we'll do a little a little uh, practice session if you want to come and learn a little bit. But go to IggyGarcia.com. You can see all my events. You just click on IggyGarcia.com, hit events, and you can see the all the schedules there. Or look at me, look for me on Instagram, under Mandriati, or on TikTok, IggyGarcia13. You know, or go to YouTube and just look up. It's good to be here. Iggy Garcia, you can find me there. You know, this podcast will replay wherever there's free podcasts. It's good to be here. Never forget that. It's good to be here. Even when it doesn't feel like it, it's good to be here. When you tell yourself enough that not enough, you start to believe it. And it starts to be ingrained in doctrine in your belief system. And you work through it. You know, sometimes it feels doesn't feel good then remember talk to yourself because you are the only one you really listen to sure there are people you listen to but you know what in the end you are the magic you are the person you actually take time to divulge the information and recycle it and push it through your body push it through your spirit soul so whatever you heard today if it's important good if it's not no problem if you if you want to move in a different direction with the different times of tra uh, trains of thought, no problem. But I'm here just to invite you to see things a little bit different, have a different perspective, and a different idea on how to move the energy. So I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. And, you know, we'll be back and we'll be sharing again. It is spring, so enjoy spring. Um, it'll get warmer as we go. And then we'll be complaining about how hot it is. Oh, it's so hot. But anyhow. Winter is on the way out. Thank you, Winter, for all the things you do. Thank you, Mother Earth, for all the energy that you work through and that energy. Um, at least we won't have any more snowmen for a while. For those people who love snowmen. <laughs> yeah, it's fun sometimes, but yeah, this proving doesn't do oh, really well in the cold. All right, guys. Peace and love. It's good to be here. I will see you guys next time. What is above is below, you know. Peace begins with me. Never forget that. And I will see you next time. Be well. Take care. And uh, just check out my podcast, wherever podcasts are free. Look up BiggieGarcia.com on Spotify, and I'm there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you next time.